Hey guys, I'm Pastor Jason Shirley. I'm the associate pastor right here at Word of Life Church in Carlsbad, New Mexico. And I'm really excited that you have joined us today online. Just a couple of things. I want you to drop us a line if you're watching wherever in the world and let us know where you're watching from. We would love to hear from you. Second, if you want to partner with us today in a financial way, then you can give by texting 84321 and just text your amount, or you can go to our website, wolcarlsbad.com, and you can click the Give tab and give that way. The last thing today is that if you have any needs or anything like that that we can partner with you on, then drop us a line and send us that, and we're going to partner with you in prayer. I believe today is going to be a wonderful day. I want you to open up your heart to receive from the Word of God today and always remember that God is madly in love with you. Let's get to the service. Well, good morning, everyone. Welcome to Word of Life, Carlsbad. We are so excited that you are joining us today. And I want to welcome all of you that are that are online with us from all around the world. Let me just ask you to do one thing for me real quick, if you would. Um, you're watching there online, so uh, down at the bottom of your screen, there should be a little button that says share, and if you click on that button, and then share that with, with some of your friends that, uh, that uh, maybe need to, need to see this broadcast today, maybe they uh, maybe just wanting to, to uh, put this out there, but see, if we all share, praise God, then... That, that's the best way for us to get the word out and uh, about what's going on here. So go ahead and do that with us. And, and I want to say thank you for joining us today. We appreciate so much that, uh, that you're with us. And, you know, it is uh, the grace of God that has empowered us to be able to do what we do and to come to you on, on live streaming today and... and uh, you know, God began to prepare us for this uh, a few years ago and, and to get us ready for, for just a time like this. And uh, you know, that's not to say that we're not excited and looking forward to the day that we can all be back together again and, because, because we are. Uh, you know, we can hardly wait. And, um, but, but until then, we're going to keep putting the Word of God out and, uh, you know, the the um, enemy meant this to stop us, but uh, uh, he's failing, and uh, as he always does. And so, uh, how many of you, let me just ask this question, how many of you, and yeah, I can't see your hands, but I'm going to imagine your hands going up, uh, but uh, how many of you uh, could use a little bit of joy being stirred up on the inside of you right now? Um, you know, wherever you're sitting, uh, at home, in your car, wherever you are, how many of you could use some joy stirred up on the inside? Uh, you know, I, I know that uh, it's important for us to, you know, I, I like this phrase in the Bible, I will rejoice. We find that numerous places in, in the Scripture, I will rejoice. And anytime we see something that says, I will, that means it's an act of my will. It's an act of something I decide to do. I decide to rejoice. So I want to challenge you right now, make a decision. just takes a couple seconds to make a decision. Just make a decision right now. I will 
rejoice. You see, rejoicing, and, and it, which, is, which is from the same word as, as joy, and, and we say this often that joy is not about what's happening. Joy and happiness are not synonymous. And, uh, uh, you know, many times we confuse that and we think that, that joy is about what's happening, but happiness comes from the same word as happen. So happiness has to do what's, with what's happening, but joy has nothing to do with what's happening. Joy is a force from the inside. It is the joy of the Lord, as the, the, uh, the prophet Nehemiah said, the joy of the Lord is our strength. See, it's His joy, and because He is on the inside of us, the joy of the Lord is our strength. And I'm, I was just reading this morning uh, in, in the book of Philippians, and, uh, you know, the book of Philippians was Paul's letter to the Philippian church, and he was writing that from prison. And, uh, you, you know, the, the conditions, um, you know, I've heard a lot of things that, uh, about the conditions in the prison where Paul was, and, and a lot of which I, I can't really confirm that it's factual, so I won't go into some of that, but, but not, whatever the conditions were, he's in prison, and prison, you know, it's, it's not like a federal prison where you got TV and, and uh, you know, all those good things, and, and uh, you know, it, it's, it's not the cushy life, but prison in those days, prison was bad news, you know, and I have been in uh, a, a prison in, uh, in a foreign country, and I'm telling you what, I wouldn't want to spend a day there, much less uh, you know, any extended period of time. And, uh, you know, it's, uh, it was not a good situation, even the best we can imagine that it might have been like. It was not a good situation. Yet, Paul repeatedly in the book of Philippians talks about rejoicing and, and joy. In fact, you know, Paul talks in the, uh, I believe it's the 12th verse of the, of the first chapter, you know, he talks about um, that uh, this actually is turning out for the furtherance of the gospel, which is causing him to rejoice. And, and he, um, you know, if you remember, it was in a Philippian jail that Paul and Silas uh, were, were there, and the great earthquake came, and it loosed everybody's chains, and, and uh, Paul and Silas, because they were singing praises at midnight. Now, they were in stocks and in chains, and, and all of their chains and the stocks were loosed, and the Philippian jailer thought that they had escaped, and so he was about to kill himself, and Paul says, you know, don't do yourself any harm because we're all still here. And uh, the, the jailer was so touched by that, and it affected him in such a powerful way that he said, hey, what must I do to be saved? And they told him, believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, and you will be saved and your household. Praise God. But... Um, Joy is such a powerful force. 
Praise God. And it can rise up in you no matter what the circumstances, no matter what the situation. Why were they singing in the Philippian jail that night? They were at midnight. Why were they singing praises to God? Because of the force of joy that was on the inside of them. Now, some of you feel like you're in prison right now because you're having to sit in your home and you can't get out and do the things that you want to do. But, uh, you know, and... uh, some of you, the, the condition is a little worse than, than for others. Uh, you know, some of you are, um, you know, the, the, there, there's a difference in introverts and extroverts. I've got, a, I've got a good friend. She might be watching right now, but she's talking about how hard this is on extroverts. And uh, because, the, you know, they're not able to get out and be with people. But, uh, uh, but in any case... Uh, whatever you're dealing with, maybe maybe you're uh, able to keep your job and are still able to work. Maybe you've lost your job. Uh, but in any case, the condition doesn't make any difference when it comes to the joy of the Lord. Praise God. Because Jesus was hanging on a cross, and the Bible tells us that we, when he was hanging on a cross, that because of the joy that was set before him, he endured the cross. He despised the shame. He didn't like the condition. He, he didn't enjoy the position that he was put in, but he was looking forward to the end. He was looking forward and seeing you and I at the end of this thing, and he was seeing the relationship that he would be able to have with us as a result of what he was going through at the cross. Praise God. And for the joy that was set before him, he endured the cross. Now, let me share this with you. This just, you know, you, you can change up some words in this passage, and it might just put, uh, um, you know, a, a, a new light on what we're talking about. Um, you know, let me, let me share this scripture. First of all, let's look at Psalm 118, verse number 24. It says, this is the day the Lord has made. Now, what day is he talking about? Today. Today. Right now, this is the day that the Lord has made. He has made this day. He made the breath that you breathed when you woke up this morning. Praise God. And, uh, you know, he is, has given you the ability to to log in and to see this broadcast today. So uh, uh, if you're doing that, not all is lost. Praise God. And so here he says, I will rejoice and be glad in it. I will rejoice and be glad in it. But I want us to go to, to Habakkuk chapter 3. Verse number 17, and I want to see a, a, a picture of a man here, and, and you know, my pastor used to always say this, uh, that he said, you want to see the man that the devil doesn't know what to do with. You want to, you want to see a picture of the man, and I'm, I'm just going to echo that today. Do you want to see a picture of the man that the devil doesn't know what to do with? You want to be the person that the devil doesn't know what to do with? Let's look at this. Though the fig tree may not blossom, nor fruit be on the vines, though the labor of the olive may fail, and the fields yield no food, though the flock may be cut off from the fold, and there be no herd in the stalls, yet 
I will rejoice. Yet I will rejoice. Now this man, this man is a, he, he's got orchards, he's got crops, he's got livestock, and, and all of these things, and, and he's saying, you know, my fig trees, they're not producing anything right now. They're, they're, they're not even blooming right now. And he said, my fruit trees uh, and, and my vines, well, they're not producing anything right now. And this is my livelihood. Maybe you've lost your livelihood. Maybe right now you're in a position that because of the coronavirus that we're dealing with, you have lost your livelihood. Praise God. But I've got some good advice for you. This is the man that the devil doesn't know what to do with. Let's, let's follow this on through. Though the labor of the olive may fail, my olive trees are not producing anything. The fields yield no food. Maybe you're saying, my business is closed down. Maybe you're saying, you know, that, that they've cut our hours back at work. We're not able to go to work. Maybe, it's, maybe my business is completely, maybe we're even having to go out of business because of this situation. Well, you're no different than the man right here that, uh, that, that the prophet Habakkuk is talking about. He says, though the flock may be cut off from the fold, and there be no herd in the stalls, yet I will rejoice. Yet I will rejoice. Now, let's look at why he's going to rejoice. Praise God. He says, yet I will rejoice. I will joy in the God of my salvation. Now, think of it as he's not just the God of salvation. He's the God of your personal salvation. And that's what you need to get a hold of today. This is not just the God of, of the salvation of some random guy in the Bible, but he is the God of your salvation. And to be the God of your salvation means that he is the God who is going to deliver you. He is the God who is going to restore to you that which is lost. Praise God. He is the God who is going to bring you out the other side of this. Praise God. He's going to bring you out of this healthy and prosperous and strong and better than you were going in. Praise God. Now, He's also the God who keeps my iPad going so I don't lose my, my uh, scripture here. But he says, yet I will rejoice, I will joy in the God of my salvation. And here's what he says, the Lord is my strength. The Lord is my strength. You see, the Bible says some may trust in chariots and some may trust in horses. Some may trust in the stock market. Some may trust in their, in, in their business. Some may trust in the might and the strength of their hand. You see, he says that, uh, and I know that's not in the verse I was just reading, but that, that's also in Scripture too, praise God. But the Lord God is my strength. He will. He didn't say, I hope he will. Notice that. He didn't say, well, hopefully God's going to do this. Hopefully God's going to deliver us from this. Hopefully he's going to bring us out the other side of it. No, he says most emphatically, he will. He will make my feet 
like deer's feet. And he will make me walk on my high hills. He's talking about that, that he's going to bring you out of that place of the valley of despair. And he's going to bring you to the high place and cause you to walk on high places, praise God. That, that speaks, that is symbolic language speaking of victory in your life. Praise God. Praise God. But notice this guy was full of joy. He says, yet. When he used the word yet, he's talking about that in spite of what is going on. In spite of the current situation. Despite the fact that all of these things have happened to me. I lost my fruit trees and my vines and my crops and my livestock and that's all gone. But in spite of all of that, I will rejoice. Praise God. Philippians chapter 4, verse number 4. You see, I talked about the problem, that, that the, the situation that Paul was dealing with when he wrote this. Uh, you know, th this is the, uh, a, a short letter that Paul wrote, but ten times in his letter to the Philippians, he talks about rejoicing. Praise God. Ten times he uses the word rejoice. Praise God. Philippians chapter 4, verse number 4. Rejoice in the Lord. How often? Come on, say it where I can hear you over, over, the, you know, over the distances between us. Say it with me. Praise God. Rejoice in the Lord always. Rejoice in the Lord always. That means even when things are going bad, even when things are, 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 are terrible, even when everything is falling apart and everything is going wrong, we rejoice in the Lord always. It takes, it, it, you know, there, there's, it really doesn't take any faith. Let me just say this. It takes no faith for you to rejoice when everything's going right. It takes no faith for you to rejoice when you got plenty of money in your pocket and in your bank account. It takes no, no faith to rejoice when you're healthy and strong and everything around you, getting along with your neighbors and getting along with your wife and your kids, you know, and they're all doing what they're supposed to do and behaving correctly and, you know, and all those kinds of things. It takes no faith to rejoice when everything is running smooth. Praise God. But it takes a decision, and a decision made because of what you believe. A decision made by faith for you to rise up and rejoice when everything seems to be going wrong. Praise God. Psalm 108, verse number 7, says this. God has spoken. See, that's all you got to know. That's all you got to know to rejoice is no God has spoken. And you know God didn't say anything bad. If God spoke, he said something good about your situation. If God spoke about your situation, he had something positive to say about it because God is not a cursor. He's not speaking curses over your life. He's not speaking curses over your uh, uh, 
situation over your place, over your home, over your family, over your job, over your business, over your nation. God's not speaking curses. So if God is speaking, he's speaking blessing because that's what he does. Hallelujah. That's who he is. So get this. He says, God has spoken in his holiness. I will rejoice. Why will I rejoice? Because God spoke. Praise God. Get a hold of that. Get that right now down in your spirit. Let that sink in. God has spoken. I will rejoice. Now, find out what he said. Find out what God has spoken. Praise God. And I assure you, it's good. So if he has spoken good, here's what God said. Have I said it and will I not bring it to pass? If I said it, I will bring it to pass. Praise God. So find out what he said. You see, there are things that God has said about your life that coronavirus wants to interfere with and wants to stop, but God spoke blessing over you. He spoke blessing and prosperity and success and health and victory over your life, praise God, and no enemy, no weapon that is formed against you shall prosper. No other voice that has spoken anything will be able to prosper, praise God, because God has spoken. Hallelujah. So now just find out what God said. Praise God. God has spoken. I will rejoice. And now notice the next thing that he says, I will divide Shechem and measure out the valley of Sukkoth. He's saying, I will be victorious, in other words. Just to, just to simplify what he's talking about there. He says, I will be victorious. God has spoken, and because God has spoken, I will rejoice, and I will be victorious. Hallelujah. Now, I'm almost out of time here this morning, so um, I want us to go down... And let's look at um, let's look at Nehemiah chapter eight. I'm going to skip just a little bit. No, no, I need to read. I need to read Psalm chapter four. I need to read Psalm chapter four, verse number seven. And and, and you need to get this. And, and and begin begin to make this your confession. Begin to say this out of your mouth. You have put gladness in my heart more than in the season that their grain and wine increased. Notice that. Uh, that, is, that is so powerful. You have put gladness in my heart. Just go ahead right now. Just say that to the Lord. You have put gladness in my heart more than in the season that their grain and wine increased. He, you know, the, uh, a psalm of Moses says this, and I would love to tell you what I said, but it slipped off into my tongue right now at the moment. Here's what he said. He said, your loving kindness is better than life. 
Your loving kindness is better than life. See, that goes right along with what Psalm 4 says. You have put gladness in my heart more than in the season that their grain and wine increased. Praise God. Praise God. Nehemiah chapter 8, verse number 10 says, Then he said to them, Go your way, eat the fat, drink the sweet, and send portions to those who, for whom nothing is prepared. For this is the day, is, this day is holy to our Lord. Do not sorrow. I'm giving you a challenge right now. Do not sorrow. Do not sorrow. For the joy of the Lord is your strength. In other words, he's telling us here, you can't be sorrowful and filled with joy at the same time. So choose joy instead of sorrow. Praise God. He says, do not sorrow because the joy of the Lord is your strength. Praise God. And I'm going to have to come back and teach some more on this at a later time because I am just about out of time today. But, um, you know, I want to just encourage you with this today. Receive courage into your life right now. Receive courage. Some of you, I, I, I sense right now that there's, there's someone watching me that, depra- in fact, there, there's several that are watching me. That you're really struggling with depression right now. And it's been triggered by the things that are going on. You're worried about how you're going to make it. You're worried about, you know, some of you are just saying, well, I've got a bad case of cabin fever. But in reality, it's depression trying to get a hold of you. And in the name of Jesus, I curse the spirit of depression that is coming against people's lives right now by the authority of the name of Jesus. I command depression to loose them and let them go. In Jesus' name, let the joy of the Lord return to their lives in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. Maybe you need healing in your body. You see, Jesus is the healer. I want you to receive your healing. Just lift up your hand right now. Lift up your right hand, place your left hand on the place where you need healing. Just say this with me. Say, Father, I thank you that you laid my sickness, my disease, and my pain on Jesus so that I don't have to bear it. I receive my healing right now in Jesus' name. I speak to those that are having heart problems today. Somebody's got got an erratic heart rhythm that's... That's going on now. In the name of Jesus, I speak healing to that heart. 
right now by the authority of the name of Jesus. Receive that healing now in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Somebody woke up with a fever this morning. It's got you worried. I speak in the name of Jesus to that body temperature to be normalized right now in the name of Jesus. Someone with high blood sugar right now. Blood sugar, be normalized in the name of Jesus. 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 Someone with have, having difficulty seeing, just as I started to, spoke, to, to, to speak this out, the Spirit of the Lord just clarified this for me. Uh, very specifically, someone with, with uh, a vision problem in your right eye, not, not the left, but someone specifically in the right eye having a, some vision problems there. In the name of Jesus, vision, I command you by the authority of the name of Jesus, be restored in Jesus' name. Be restored in the name of Jesus. Someone with a gallbladder issue. I speak healing to that gallbladder right now. That you'll cease from causing pain and you will function like God created and commanded you to function. I speak to that gallbladder right now. You function like God created you to function. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Right now, if you have never received Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior, you say, well, Pastor, I need that joy you've been talking about. Well, the starting place for the joy is when you receive Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior. Praise God. So I speak right now in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Receive your salvation. Now, repeat this after me. Repeat this after me. Scripture says, if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, you will be saved. So right now, everyone, no matter who you are, no matter where you are, no matter how many times you've prayed this, no matter whether you've been a born-again believer for 50 years or whether you have never received Jesus as your Lord and Savior, I want everyone to say this with me right now. Say, God in heaven, I thank you that you sent your son Jesus to die on a cross for me, to pay for my sins so that I wouldn't have to pay for them. He became sin for me so I could become righteous. Today I choose Jesus I put my trust in Jesus. I believe, Father, that you raised him from the dead. 
And I receive him as my Savior right now. Jesus, come into my life. Be my Savior. From this day forward, begin to teach me to know you. Thank you, Jesus, for saving me. Thank you once again for joining us today online. We value you, and we want to hear from you. If you made a decision for Christ today, you can select I Choose Jesus on our website, and we've got a couple videos for you to watch so that you can get started on your walk with God. We've also got a free ebook that you can download right from our website called I Choose Jesus, and I want to encourage you to do that. Once again, thank you for joining us, and remember that God is madly in love 